Illinois week. Let's get ready for some Husker hype cast. What do you think? That was pretty good. It was. I didn't know where it was gonna go. I I didn't either. Who just, are you? Just landing a plane. Is this? Uh, I am Michael Brunt. There we go. And I am hyped with Brian Christopherson <laughs> and Mike Schaefer of Husker twenty four seven. Do you know who you kind of sounded like doing who, that? Who? It's you know that commercial where the camels like hump day. Oh yeah. You know that? Yeah. If you go back, I think there was a little similarity. There was there. a little camel in there. Yeah. <laughs> Which mike, is mike, fun. Mike, mike, mike. Yep. Yeah, there was definitely some of that. Oh right, well. Why do, it? Was, it was my turn this week because Nebraska lost the week that Brian did it. Oh. So. <laughs> and they went four and eight the week that, the season you did it. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Brunts could if, be the losing key. is a. We're, a, sh- we're shuffling yeah. the chairs here, All guys. Right, well, Brunts has taken over. What uh, What do we got today? What are we hyped about? We are hyped about Huskers and Huskies. We are hyped about reliving the magic of the 2017 Nebraska-Northern <laughs> Illinois game. Why are you doing this to the good people? Uh, first off, guys, let's get hyped with uh, maybe some keys. What, 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 what do you guys see as a key for this game uh, coming back from a disappointing loss at Colorado? Brian, we'll start with you. I could go with the O-line. They got to get their act together a little bit. Um, they gave up six sacks. I was just reading the comments from Greg Austin after practice, and uh, he said basically two of them were guys not even getting out of their freaking stance, as he kind of put it. Did he say freaking? Yeah, I it, apparently. Oh. He, he kept it PG thirteen. Okay. Um, this is a family hype cast. Yeah, Ver, he went the Verduska route with the freaking. Nice. Um, but yeah, they they got to clean that up. Uh, their language. And, <laughs> clean up the language, clean up the blocking. Everything needs to be cleaned up on aisle four. Just so I'll freaking clean it up. I'm just going to say the whole line, and uh, I'd like to see a run game uh, where Diedrich Mills gets going a little bit or somebody that's not named Maurice Washington, although they need to keep him rolling too. So I think that Nebraska's biggest strength right now has been its – rush defense and they need to continue that I, I think that if they can continue to make teams pretty one-dimensional uh that's going to help them out going forward uh, you look at northern illinois they're not a particularly strong rushing team and nebraska needs to make sure that that's the case again on saturday i mean I, what are they at 60 carries for 211 yards uh that's an average of 2.6 yards per carry i mean nebraska's held teams to even less than that, I think, so far this year. So if they're able to continue to do that and can force it into a situation where on offense, Northern Illinois plays right into what Nebraska wants, having to throw the ball, I think that's a good thing. I think the the pressure can be there. I think they can play downhill on, or, on Northern Illinois, but it all starts with taking care of the run game. And they've done that through two games. Let's see them do it for a third. I'm going to be watching closely the offensive efficiency that Nebraska operates with. You know, this is a Northern Illinois defense that's going to take some risks. They're going to get some some tackles for loss in the backfield. Nebraska needs to just play mistake-free football as much as they can, cut back on the turnovers on offense, uh, you know, stay ahead of the chains uh, in their possessions, especially on first down. 
that to me is the key. And, and if you do that, you, you can take care of a team like Northern Illinois. The, the problem you run into is when you, you, you turn the ball over or you have some bad penalties that kill drives and, and you kind of let a team like this hang around, that's when you can have some issues. So uh, I, I guess what I'm hoping for or looking for is, is a little bit of killer instinct there, which we haven't, uh, haven't really seen, I, I guess, with the consistency from this, this, uh, this staff. Something that uh, I'm looking at their their team stats right now. They only have one sack so far this year. So Nebraska's coming off of a game where he gave up six. They better not even be meeting in the middle on that. I mean, you got Northern Illinois with one sack so far this year. As Brunt said during our regular podcast on Wednesday, Sutton Smith can't hurt you anymore. Uh, he's no longer there. So they they do have 14 tackles for a loss. They do get into the backfield against teams running games. But if you can keep your quarterback upright it looks like at least from the sack numbers you're going to have some opportunities to go down the field all right so those are a couple keys that we've uh we'll be looking for in this one is it uh should we make some oddly specific predictions or is it too early for that well uh what do we usually do (laughs) i don't know you're on the podcast every week i don't know Normally, we go with the offense, what we're looking for there, and then we're talking defense. We just jumped all into the keys. Let's talk special teams. Nebraska's had. <laughs> Who's going to kick? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's that question. I think it's going to be Isaac Armstrong again. Nebraska's had quite the adventure special teams-wise already with their kickers. Uh, Barrett Pickering has done a little bit of the kickering during practice over the last couple weeks, but he hasn't been close to full go. It's still very much in question as to when he's going to be back with this team. So the the Huskers have to get a lot out of Isaac Armstrong, a guy that wasn't even starting as punter last year until midway through the season. He took that job on. He's done a really nice job, I think, as Nebraska's punter. Uh, and then he added field goals now to to all of that. You have Will um, Pristup. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, right. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he's, he's doing the kickoffs. Javon DeWitt wants to see maybe a little bit more depth. They had one that was way too short for him last week that got in the hands of LaVisca Chenault. But uh, overall, I mean, they've, they've got to make sure they take care of things on that side too. Last year when they lost to Troy, they gave up that big punt return. They allowed the team to hang around. They weren't able to put up enough offense. I mean, in a game like this where you're an expected favorite, you can't lose in that third phase. And I, I think they've got to go out and play well special teams-wise. That's the uh, the good special teams rundown. Is it? Have you guys been pleased with their special teams through through two games? I mean, considering what they've that they're basically trying out guys in Abel Hall to come out and kick for them. I think that the outside of maybe kick return, every other unit has done really well so far this year. I mean, the coverage has done pretty well, aside from that one kick to Chenault. Um, hey, fumbled. Well, they they made up for it. Cam Taylor Britt making plays and. And then you had, uh, you know, you had J.D. Spielman with the, the punt return. They didn't get any opportunity. There's a guy on Twitter who was very upset Nebraska wasn't returning punts on Saturday against Colorado. I don't know if there was a single opportunity in which he didn't have a guy in his face uh, within two steps of, uh, of fielding that punt. So we'll, we'll see if they have um, maybe more of a return set up against Northern Illinois, if that's an area they can exploit with J.D. Spielman or not. Yeah, I think that area's been okay, considering. I think Wandale's going to break one soon, uh, take one in the house. Maybe that even happens this week. I don't know. Um, I do think it gets tricky. Will it be a bold prediction? Yeah, I don't know. You should have saved that. I'm, Holster that one. I can't now. It's done. It's, it's, been, it's been released into the wind, and I can't bring it back. It's like it's a red balloon the, on its way to Michigan. Yeah. 
I think where it gets tricky though, when you don't have a when you don't know who you're feel great about your kicker, it really makes it complicated when you're down on about the 30, 35 yard line because it feels like anything between like the 35 and 15 almost or 20 is like, is this fourth and six? Or are you going for it? And so this makes it really difficult to navigate. It's, uh, I don't know, it's like the Seinfeld where Kramer's not wearing any boxers. Like you need your, you need, there's just a thin layer of gabardine between, <laughs> you know, if it's like you need something there. You need to feel like you have that support, that kicker support, and it's not there. And that's I, a worry. Isaac Armstrong's out there, and he's loving every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is quite the analogy there. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, we pulled it together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What next? I, I, I want to do some mildly specific predictions because okay. we have not hit it's on these hardly at, <laughs> hardly at all because a lot of them have involved tight ends or wide receivers who are not Wendell Robinson or J.D. Spielberg. A lot of them involve <laughs> offensive players. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, Sorry. Who wants to go first? Somebody go. I'm going to go. I'm going to okay. go. Brian, you go. All right. I think Cam Taylor Britt is going to have uh, at least a pick, and he might be a pick. I'll say a pick six. I think he's going to have a pick six. six. Cam Taylor Britt. He's already got one interception. I think season. he's going to emerge as like the early season playmaker. That good, good and bad. I guess you could say. Uh, sticking with that theme, I think Lamar Jackson will have his third straight game in which he's involved in a turnover. He picked one off last week. Mm-hmm. He forced a fumble the first week. Uh, this time, let's say another interception, though. Unlike Cam Taylor Britt and Brian's prediction, I don't think he takes it to the house. Do you have any idea where he might be taken down? <laughs> yeah, okay. the exact <laughs> uh, Let's say – all right, I'll give you more specifics on it. It is a interception <laughs> in the first quarter. Okay. How much time? With <laughs> 3.12 left on the clock. Okay. Wow. Unclear where he's going to be on the field. Okay. Um, I will go, since you guys did defense, um, I think I'll go on the offensive side of the ball. And, and this is bold, I think, based on how the first two weeks have gone. But I predict a touchdown catch by a wide receiver who is not Wondale Robinson or J.D. Spielman. Yeah, that is bold. I will say that that wide receiver will be Noah, And I believe that it will be a... 12-yard touchdown catch where he has to tap his feet uh, to get just just in the end zone. Did it get him in? There's gonna, we'll have to look yeah. at that. There might be a review after. I was going to say, is the review, is it called on the field as a touchdown or incomplete first, and then what does the review no, say? No, they'll, they'll check to make sure he had the feet down. They'll buzz down and, and uh, take another look at it, but it'll ultimately be ruled a catch and a touchdown. So hmm. Ken of Inoa breaks the non- Robinson Spielman catch drought, but touchdown as well. Well, McQuitty's part of that too, right? He had one. <laughs> I was just saying, like <laughs> someone's already broken that drought, right? All right, first uh, game though. It's it's a one game drought. Are we on the score dry. predictions? Is that where we're at now? Uh, yeah, we can or do that. Do we do we want to do a pick to click? Let's let's do pick to click first. Okay. Uh, Mike, would you like to go? Sure. Okay. I'm. Uh, I will You're be chopping at the bit. I'm gonna go with uh, Dedrick Mills has his best game at Nebraska. And say he has uh, minimum 80 yards and two scores Saturday. Wow. 
You're you're expecting a high scoring game, maybe. Uh there'll be points on the board, yes. There will be points. Bold. Pick to click. I don't think go with me here. I don't think it's necessarily that he makes some amazing play. But I'm watch for Braxton Clark this week to get into the mix. Just because they have to shift things around on the the deck with the chairs. There's that expression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, move Cam Taylor Britt to safety. And I think if they come out in some 5DB stuff, you could start to see Braxton Clark more, you know, among the three corners. It's something I'm looking for, at least. I'm going to go with JoJo Doman as my pick to click. I feel like he's going to he'll cause a turnover uh, in this game, and I, I think you'll see him a little bit more um, than, than what you saw him at Colorado. So I will uh, I'll say a, a Doman interception, perhaps to, to go with your Lamar Jackson third straight and pick and, and, and Cam Taylor-Britt's pick six. <laughs> I like how when you combine all our stuff together, it always makes it seem like Nebraska's going to win like 77-7. to seven. Yes. <laughs> Although, I mean, once we get to that Ohio State week, maybe there might be some negative bold predictions. Negative bold predictions. They'll force right. two punts. Yeah. As opposed to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Over six years. <laughs> all right. Score prediction time. Or, or I mean, we could, we could talk about 2017 Northern Illinois if we wanted to. Just, like, go Chris Farley with it. Like, we could get Sutton Smith on as a guest and be like, remember that time Who do you end up with? Who's he with right now? Good question. Remember that time you uh, you schooled that Nebraska lineman and you got another sack? Yeah. Another TFL? And those were, like, all the highlights that they showed, like, when you got – did he get picked? He did. Uh, he was with the Steelers. They're, like, in the catalog of highlights. It's just all – you know, Nebraska's become really – They've been in that a lot. bad at that, yeah. being the team that – Shows up on the guy's draft uh, film. Particularly if you played for Wisconsin or Ohio State in the last yeah. couple of years. But uh, I don't think we need to, to go okay. into people don't want to hear about it, I guess. Okay. Um, score prediction time. Who wants to go first? I, I can go first. Is the, the line is currently right around 14 still, correct? Schaefer want to get his number in there before. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Nebraska 32. Three, okay. I don't know how or why, okay. but thirty-two. Okay. Northern Illinois eighteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, they're down thirty-two to ten. They score. They get the two-point conversion. So Nebraska has it well in hand, basically. You're saying? I think Nebraska should win this game without a lot of struggle mm-hmm. because Northern Illinois' offense is not good. It's not good. But whether Nebraska's offense is able to score and put up points and avoid giving easy possessions to the Huskies is an entirely different question. But, frankly, Nebraska's defense, the way that it's playing, would have to have a systematic breakdown to enhance Northern Illinois' offense. I mean, you look at the numbers. They played Illinois State. They played Utah. They haven't put up – they put up 20.5 points in two games – they have a grand total of 31 first downs. I mean, they, they haven't been very good. Nebraska can handle this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they lost on Saturday and they struggled the first game doesn't mean that they have to play poor. I'm just surprised you only went with 32. 
You, well, that's more of a sign of the offense than it is anything do you else. Enjoy how, like, 18 when, feels high to me for what Northern Illinois is going to do. Do you enjoy how like when the spread comes out Sunday and it's 14, there are Nebraska fans who are like, yeah, right. Like like uh, like that could be impossible. My, my Nebraska post, could possibly win by two touchdowns over Northern Illinois. My favorite post is <laughs> the variations of it are the people that are like, they might not win another game. Yeah. Look, if they won four games last year, I think Nebraska is going to be able to win two I'm games. I'm going to tell year. those people something. You could be right. It could be a seven-point game. Northern Illinois could win. But you sound stupid when you act – you just sound really, really stupid when you act like Nebraska couldn't possibly win by 14 points against Northern Illinois at home. There's a reason these guys in Vegas set the lines a certain way. They've averaged 78.5 yards rushing and 267 yards passing in their two games so okay. far this year. All right. Against the Utes. Utah's a very good team, too, by the way. Yes. I think it could be a tough game. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I am humored when it's the reaction is like that. To I say, what is, based what on is how it? hard you were just going in the paint, I'm expecting a, a big Nebraska no, win. No, I have it under – I will say 31 to 20, Nebraska. I'm just – I just – it's a thing I have with spreads in general when people act like – a game could be really competitive the entire time. And a guy could pick one off at the end and run it back, and a team could cover the spread. It, it's just like it's such a fine line, and people act like it's so set in stone that something can't happen. 31 to 20, I'll say the only way Nebraska – the way they will lose this game if that's if that happens is they'll do that thing where they give up a, a defense – Northern or Illinois special will score a defensive yep. touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If they don't do that at all, they win the game. I can make it as simple as that. I'm going to go uh, Nebraska 39, um, and I will say Northern Illinois 19. Also an interesting. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like he – he made fun of me for 32, and he picked a touchdown more than yep. that. I, I was going off of your 32 number. I think they're going to be. I think the offense is going to be a touchdown better than what you predicted, and uh, I, I think one point worse. Too. I, I think that Nebraska will uh, will cover. Yep. So, I, I think it. I think it will look okay. Um, and I think Northern Illinois is a little bit saltier on defense, perhaps than uh, pre-snap movement. Yeah, they're slanty, is what I was told. Yeah. They do, do lots of I think it's going to cause some problems. I think Nebraska is going to have to get some chunk. It's not going to be the type of game I think Husker fans are going to love because I don't think they're going to consistently churn out yards. I think they'll get what they get in chunk plays against them. Mm-hmm. Would you like another interesting Northern Illinois stat? That's why I'm here. They have yet to allow a score in the first quarter of this season. Yeah. I think I think they're going to make Nebraska have to scrap for stuff. But Now, in the second quarter, they've given up 24 points. That's but. when they're just going to explode. This freaking offense. <laughs> so, I mean, Nebraska could be the first team to put points on the board, or they could continue into the trend. Northern Illinois has not allowed a point first quarter. That's a good stat. If you, you want to bust that out at your tailgates and impress your friends, you can credit us at Husker 24-7. Yep. Brunts, take it home. That, uh, that's all we got for the Hypecast this week. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll have tons of Nebraska and Northern Illinois coverage at Husker247.com. That's Husker247.com. We'll be back next week with the regular podcast. We'll also have a immediate reaction podcast. Immediate? Uh, probably on Sunday. 
I don't know. <laughs> immediate. Immediate to me. Um, so check so check that out. Uh, join us on the site. It's it's a good time. And uh, thanks for listening.